Live from the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... So now set up first and 10 on the Texas 15. Delayed hand up to Jacobs. Here's all at the middle 10. Cuts right side 5. Touchdown, Jacobs! The hat trick in the end zone! His third rushing touchdown of the day! Goes in the pocket, over the middle. Intercepted, Harmon at the 30. 40, racing far side, 50. 30, Harmon at the 20. 5, touchdown Raiders! Deron Harmon! And officially, it's the second Vegas victory of the season. 38-20, Las Vegas knocks off Houston. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. The Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino is where we're at for Monday Night Football. Tonight you'll see the Patriots and the Bears square off on these TVs that are right here around me and behind me. And uh, you can come by and get some drink specials, food specials, and just hang out and have a good time. Right now on the phone lines is our good friend Faven Kane from Fox 5 Sports. Fox 5, excuse me, in the morning with Dave Hall. They talk a lot of trash about the Chiefs and Raiders as Dave is a Chiefs fan. But Faven, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. We had you on before the first Raiders victory, and now you're on after the second Raiders victory. Both happened at Allegiant Stadium. How were you feeling when the clock said 0-0-0 and the Raiders were getting a victory on Sunday? Uh, uh, amazing. I, and, and you see, you only hear from me when they win. <laughs> uh, you can't find me when they lose. <laughs> Nothing wrong I'm with that. somewhere. <laughs> right. But, no, I, obviously it's great. You know, it's just, I think it was like a, a, a good morale boost for the team as well. Kind of get them back on, you know, get that energy back going. Right. It was nice seeing those Texans fans leaving with those long faces. <laughs> It was funny. I saw a tweet from you saying that there's Texans fans. I didn't realize there was Texans fans, but there was I there was no a few idea. in Allegiant Stadium, but they were real quiet at the end there, Faven. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they, they got up and left maybe four minutes left in the fourth, something like that. So mm-hmm. it was like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Thanks need, for coming. We need more of this. We right. more of this, right? Yes, absolutely. Again, we're talking with Faven K from Fox 5 here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, uh, we, we talk about this team, and we say that they're at this part of the schedule where they can kind of get on a roll. Do you, from what you saw on Sunday, and, of course, they lost Monday Night Football to the Chiefs, and I'm sure Dave uh, gave you some mess about that, but can you see them getting on a little bit of a roll by the way that they're playing the last couple games? I think so. I mean, you know, and, and let's be clear, it's the Chiefs. Like, I think they played a great game against the Chiefs. They, right. You know, it would have been better if they if they had won, but I, I don't think that their performance in that game was just trash. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is. It seems like they're clicking a little better. There's a little bit more chemistry. Um, and, and I just saw a little bit more hunger in that game yesterday, so that was really nice. What about the hunger from Josh Jacobs, the guy that we've been talking yeah. about the whole show? And I feel like, and I, I blame myself as well, that we don't talk about him enough. What did, what did you see from Josh Jacobs? I mean, it's just, it's incredible to see it in person. I mean, when you watch on TV, it's like, wow. But to just see him literally plow <laughs> through some of these guys that are twice as big as him in some cases is absolutely incredible. He had just a fantastic game. Yeah, he did. That, I don't know if you heard that from the press box, so cute, but that's all I heard all all game was pay the man. That's like the hashtag that's trending for Josh Jacobs right now. Pay right. the man. 
Yeah. Well, it's funny. Right before you came on, we had a guy that, that does contracts or talks about contracts and salary cap and all that and where the Raiders are. They, you know, they declined his fifth-year option, obviously, so he could be a free agent at the end of the year. But uh, I think all of Raider Nation, it sounds like you're in favor of going ahead and, and locking him up before he hits free agency. Yeah, pay the man. <laughs> I, I think he, he definitely er, er, uh, has earned it, especially after yesterday's performance. Yeah, what have you seen from him, though, as far as just a guy that is hungry and is a guy that's, you know, kind of he handles adversity well and just goes out there and leads his team? Because it, it, to me, feels like ever since he's been in the league, he's gotten better and better at being a leader as well as a player. Yeah, and, and you know, you got, we got to give him some grace. I mean, we put so much pressure on these guys, and let's think about how old they are. <laughs> you know, these, these, they're, they're growing up kind of in front of our eyes, so we have set these high expectations from these athletes not realizing that they're, they're human, right? And I think with age comes that growth and that maturity uh, to, to lead even better. Um, when you come into the league as young as he is, it's kind of like, and, and a lot of these guys are older than him, I think that might be kind of tough, a tough position to, you know, lead guys that you probably grew up watching and looked up to. But um, he's finding his groove. I think um, everyone just leads in a different style. But at the end of the day, uh, he, show, he shows up when we need him. <laughs> so let's just keep him in the game. Right, and that's and they've needed him. They needed him in a major way, and he's opening up things for other guys like Devontae Adams or Hunter Renfro. It just kind of opens the whole game up. And uh, I don't know about you, and I'm in the press box, so I can't celebrate or anything, but when he runs, and you mentioned earlier, when he runs through somebody or just lowers his shoulder down and just hits them really hard, it just it brings some juice to the whole stadium. What, what did you feel like the, the atmosphere was like at, at Allegiant on Sunday? It was better than what game was that, Q? When I was on Twitter complaining about the lack of energy from Raider Nation, I can't even remember at this point. But <laughs> oh, I think it was the game against Arizona, actually. Oh yeah, that, the Cardinal that, that game. Heartbreaking yep. loss at home. And you remember, I'm like, why is everyone so quiet? It was the exact opposite yesterday. I mean, fans were energized. I had the pleasure of um, sitting in front of. Uh, one fan, one Raider fan, longtime fan, older gentleman who just kept screaming. Pass. He's open. He's open. And I don't know. You might have seen that on Twitter. He was trending a little bit. But um, everyone was just, it's like we know how much this means, right? And so I just saw that every fan in the stand was giving that much more energy to do what we needed to do. I love the energy and how loud we were when they had the ball and we were playing defense. And it's like, okay, there we go. This is what we we need. Let's drown them out. Let's drown these plays out. Right, exactly. I saw on Twitter when uh, Lil John was on the screen with uh, Sibley, and you said, yeah, what he said. And uh, yeah. I don't know, did you notice that all of a sudden she took the mic away from him real quick, almost like he was about to do uh, a whole hype session on a, on a rap <laughs> video or something? Like, he looked like you he was going to go off. <laughs> we needed that. I, I mean, I, we needed that energy. I, I felt every word that he said, you know, I, Obviously, I'm someone that holds the mic, too, so you do get nervous when somebody takes the mic. That's kind of like rule number one. Don't hand over your mic. So she probably got a little bit nervous when she realized, like, wait a minute, let me take control back. Right. I thought we we were in the club. I know she does, too. 
I thought we were in the club for a minute. When Lil John grabbed the mic, I was like, "Oh, it's a rap, man. We're about to it's it's we're about to hear every yeah and every okay and every it, it's about to go down for the next five minutes." I thought he was about to go off. <laughs> right, but it's it's those yeah and those hey's that get us you know off our butts when we're out partying, right? When that little John comes on, it's like, all right, it's time to right. it's time to party, right? So, um, no, it's it's great. Uh, we definitely needed that energy, and it, it just it felt good, you know. It felt good to get up and know that I can smile all morning instead of. <laughs> and and you watch our show, yeah. Between Dave and our producers, they love giving me a hard time, but no, today of was a course. Good day. Of course, they, they tried to. I'll tell you what, though. I know Dave is a Chiefs fan. I know he gives you a bad time. But he had to be sweating a little bit that Monday night football game because the Raiders, I know we don't talk about almost, but they almost had him, man. They had him on the rope. So I know he was sweating a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, and we're texting, you know, uh, throughout the game. And so he's like, wow, you know, you should be happy. Like, he, he actually thought the Chiefs were going to lose to the Raiders that night. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 and I was like, Dave, I don't, you know me, I don't count my chickens before my eggs hatch. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait this one out. But I think it was maybe second quarter and we started going back and forth about it. And, yeah, he couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, what do you do? Right. Well, there'll be a Week 18 matchup. You know, there'll be a rematch. Hopefully it'll mean as much as last year's Week 18. That was uh, fantastic. One of these times I'm going to have to get out of that press box and I got to go. I got to go party where Faven parties because she has a good time. In the, <laughs> she has a good time in the stands. Speaking of partying, I have to ask you, I, I know you have very good taste when it comes to music. What were you thinking of Iggy Azalea? Uh, you know, I'm a fan. I, you know, I, I love women i love empowering women and i don't think it's ever easy to get in front of you know 50 60 000 people and do what she did so hey I-, I was glad that we had a little variety you know i feel like we've kind of seen the same people doing the halftime shows so it was it was nice to see something different how shocked were you that i mean i just hadn't heard anything that iggy had been doing in years no you know i i mean I love music, so I know that she's been, you know, she goes on shows, and, and she's dropped a couple singles here and there. She's uh, working with, uh, what's his name, uh, Tory Lanez. Oh, okay. uh, he's producing her album, and he's a, a great talent. So, you know, right. Stella's getting her groove back. That's all that is, cute. Oh, I'm, I ain't mad at her. <laughs> she got her like hating. She got, no, I'm not. I'm just asking. <laughs> look at Damon. See, look at Damon trying to be messy. See how he is? See, he's, he's trying to be messy. Tell Damon to pull up um, Iggy's Instagram, and you'll understand why nobody was probably complaining. There you go. I know Damon's probably mm-hmm. already done go. the research. True story. But, hey, Q, I don't know if you can help with this, but I, I've been trying to figure out how we haven't gotten Usher to perform at halftime. He has the best residency in town. I, is his loyalty to the Hawks? I'm confused. Right, right. No, we'll have to get him. We'll have to make that happen. We'll have to make that a special uh, Lil John, Ludacris, and uh, and Usher. Oh my gosh! Right there, you That'd go. I mean, amazing. they've all been there, that but would him. Be amazing. Yeah, that's what <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. They've all been there, but him. So there you go. That'll be the next goal. We'll put that on the radar. We'll throw it out there, and, and we'll we'll talk it up to fruition. We'll make it happen. Yes. So. Finally, Faber, before I let you go, I got to ask you, uh, I saw your Twitter. I'm always, uh, I'm always on Twitter, probably way too much. But I saw your Twitter, and I saw you uh, tweet out, support local businesses, and you were on the bike ride leaving the stadium. How did, how did the bike ride go? Because I see the guys whizzing past me, but I've never, ever gotten on the bike ride. Yeah, you know, they're playing music. It's always locals. Um, 
I we like to we, we have a secured parking spot at one of the local businesses there that we pay for parking instead of the stadium. Right. Um, and they're always kind of whizzing around, and it's just a, a quick way to get from your car to, to the gate. <laughs> I've never done it. I've always thought about it because they go flying past me. They're like, get out the way, get out the way. And I always think about being like, hey, man, why don't you go and give me a ride? But then I get nervous to think that they really going to take me for a ride. Like they're going to get going really fast and no, you we're going to do some great. wheelies. You know, shout, shout out to Metro, too, because they, they do a great job of kind of shutting a lot of those roads down and, and yeah. really keeping it safe. So you're good. Next time, see – before the season's over, I'm going to take you on a bike ride, Q. Okay, there it is. There it is. I'm bringing my helmet, though. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you know. I've I've uh, I've I've done some activities and I've I've hurt myself as of late, so I got to be careful. Try to I try to oh. play football. I tried to play football, and I'm too old for that, and I hurt myself. So I'm okay, though. I'm on the mend. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. It, 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 as long as you bounce back, it's, it's okay. I'm the clumsiest human being alive. So if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I uh, I tried to play I tried to play defensive back against my buddy Vegas Jess, and he pushed off on me. First of all, it was offensive pass interference, and then I fell down on the gravel and I ripped up my hands. It was pretty bad. I messed up my white Nikes, Ooh. which was actually worse than that. I'm, oh. actually, I'm more yeah, mad about my my shoes than I am even my hands. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more mad for your shoes than your hands. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. We no, I am. Sure I'm, can, I'm we with we you. We got to protect you at all costs. We have to protect you at all costs. <laughs> as long as I can talk, babe, and I'm okay. <laughs> so We need you. Trust me. Right. As you very well know, we got to take care of what we got to take care of. But wanted to catch up with you, just see how you enjoyed the game, how you enjoyed the atmosphere. Uh, the Raiders are winning when we talk to you, so let's keep on talking to you and keep on uh, having the Raiders win. Yes, please, please, please. Let's hope so. Uh, another dub in, in, in uh, New Orleans this week, right? There you go. Are you going on any road trips, or are you just staying here locally? Yeah, no, I'm staying here, you know. Right. It happens. <laughs> I thought about going yeah. to New Orleans, but I thought about I won't be able to make it back. You know, Q on Bourbon Street could be a problem. So. Yes, and I, I definitely don't need to gain any weight right now. You know how the winter does, uh, as it <laughs> is the fall and winter. And every time I go to New Orleans, I gain five pounds. That food is too good. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, keep on doing what you do. We definitely appreciate you in the morning. You and Dave do a great job. Give him a little bit of thank a jab you, for you. us, though. Please give him a jab for us and tell him that the Raiders are coming for him week 18. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a little nervous. Don't worry. <laughs> he's not as confident as he was before that Monday night game. I know that's right. Well, th thank you so much, Faven. We definitely appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have There's, a good one. You too. There she goes, Faven K. Right there. You can check her out every morning. Fox 5 News, her and Dave. And Dave's a Chiefs fan, but he's a good dude. He's been on the show before. He's a good dude. Talks a little trash, but we'll, we'll, we'll give him a bad time as well. But we definitely appreciate her. She's a faithful uh, Raider fan through and through. She's at every single home game. And so, uh, you know, she's the first one up there cheering and yelling and screaming for the Raiders to get pumped up and win. And she's the cheerleader for the Raider Nation just about. So uh, definitely enjoy uh, getting her on to talk a few minutes. And uh, there you go. Faven K, Fox 5. You can check her out every single weekday morning. 416 is the time. We're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here with Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. And we're here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casinos, our Monday night spot. Every single Monday night, we are here getting ready for football action. And, of course, tonight, 
Got the Patriots and the Bears. So we'll see what's going on. I think that this is an interesting game to watch because I want to see what the Bears have as far as talent who may be potentially on the trade block. November 1st is the trade deadline. They could possibly have someone out there that may not be a Bear for very long, and maybe Dave Ziegler and company are checking them out tonight. So here's the spot to watch the Oyo Hotel and Casino Underground Lounge every single Monday night. We are here. Uh, got some phone calls that we're going to get to at 702-365-9200. Before we do that, though, want to take you inside the Raiders locker room and let you hear from Devontae Adams. He was one of the first guys we caught up with following the game. Here's that conversation. Josh is running as hard as he does. How does that open up everything else for everybody else in the offense? Well, I mean, it just creates more opportunities. Uh, you know, for, for receivers in certain situations to, you know, whether it's play action or whatever, the, the box is obviously going to be a little bit more stacked. Especially if you keep going for a buck fifty every game, it's going to make it it's going to make it a lot easier for us to go do our thing. And you know, games like today where um, you know the, the box is going to be a little bit more packed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we could cut that part. I don't even I don't know. That was but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it makes them play honest. You know, obviously, I've been seeing a lot of two-shell, a lot of different ways they've been trying to take me away, whether it's doubles or, or playing, you know, cover two. So when you do that, I mean, you can still want to, if you want to take me away, it's, at, at that point, it's just you just don't like me because he's going to keep doing what he's doing and, and having uh, successful games like that. So that's what we need out of him. We want to keep winning. How refreshing was it just from a, a body language standpoint to have a game where just everybody's feeling good and the celebrations just all destroying everything? It's amazing. Like it's amazing, man. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's really good. It's good for the morale of the team. Obviously, we we're aware that you know we have a really strong team, but record still doesn't uh, reflect it all the way. But it's you know it's it's headed that way, and you know that's what we're that's what we're after. Just got to keep doing what we're doing now, and we'll have this feeling after a lot more games. What's the message on the sideline when you guys get up to kind of a slow start offensively, and just to try to get it going in gear? Just to pick it up, you know. Everybody, whether it's a sense of urgency or if it's you know attention to detail a little bit more, just things like that, where everybody got to focus up a little bit more, because typically that's what it is. You know, us beating up on ourselves. You know, obviously they called that uh, blocking it back on me, which you know that's it is what it is. You know, just playing football. But the more we lock in and you know stay away from penalties and putting ourselves in positions that'll make it tougher on the offense, you know, that's a better um, spot that we'll be in to, to have success. How nice was it having Hunter back? Really good. I mean, obviously we had him back last game, but I feel like he's starting to get back to himself and, and being, you know, completely just playing loose and, and having fun out there. So that's what we need for him. So it's kind of hidden yards in the box score, but you fighting on that third down to get within a yard instead of fourth and four, it's fourth and one, you can go for it. Yeah. How important is a, a play like that that might not be noticed by everybody, but obviously the team knows. Yeah, well, thank you for noticing, one. Uh, <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's, it's big, and my mentality is to try to, you know, I'm trying to scrape the pot every time, and I want to, you know, make, I want to get out there and make the most out of every time I get the ball. You don't want to try to, especially a game like today where they're going to be a little deeper on me and things like that. The, you know, my focus and something that Derek came and talked to me about before the game was to, you know, try to get some of those extra yards like that. You know, being being a, a factor with the ball in your hand and that's something that I pride myself on for a while just based off of the way I get played. I don't always get to, you know, have the 58-yard touchdowns and stuff like that. So if I can, you know, get eight on the play rather than, like like you said, three or four, you know, that's, that's what we're after. You're always going to get the best DB on you. What did you think of Stingley today? I think he's a, he's a good player. I, I like what I saw on tape um, today. They, I mean, they just didn't really play that type of game where it was like you know me versus him or, or whatever it is. There's a lot of off coverage and um, a lot of zone. Um, but you know, I, I think he's a like I said, I, what I've seen on film, I like him a lot. What, what does it say about kind of the maturity level of this team of, of finishing, like learning to finish? I guess in a game like this. Yeah, I mean we. 
have come a long way with that. Obviously, that's the reason why we're in this position uh, record-wise right now. It's not because, you know, we're just goofballs and getting blown out every game, but we've been in those, we've had a shot at a lot of these games, pretty much all of these games at the end, and uh, just didn't really pull it off. And, uh, you know, it's showing the growth that we have. Great coaches that are, that are you know, locking us in on, on some of the details that get us to where we can come out here and perform like that, um, especially late, and uh, just got to keep that going. Appreciate it. Is there anything, uh, I got one more for you. Is there anything you've learned about Josh Jacobs over the last three performances that you didn't know maybe before coming here? That I didn't know? Um, I wouldn't say that because I've, you know, I've paid close attention to his, his career and I've known what, he, what he's done, but as far as just the the dog that he got inside of there, you gotta you gotta spend time with a guy to really know the level because it's a lot of good backs in this league, and you know, um, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not taking anything away from anybody else, but just the way he runs the ball, the way he wants to, the ball, he wants to be, you know, the guy in those big moments like that, and then he he steps up to the plate. So um, to the degree that I now know, I didn't know before, but I always knew he was a dog. Though, for sure. He mentioned that he can juke around guys there once in a while, but instead he wants to run through them and get everyone fired up. Does yeah. that, what does that do on the sideline? What does it do on the field? Well, I don't, I'm not usually on the sideline right, when right. he's in the game, <laughs> but uh, it, it does a lot for the for the morale of the team. Sometimes I'll flex up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's not a big celebrator either. He just kind of get get going to the next play. You know, you get a little juice out of him, but for the most part, I mean, he just kind of get line up, get ready to do it again. Devontae Adams in the locker room following uh, the game right there. And I'll tell you right now, regardless if it's a win or a loss, and I know the mood in the locker room is different when they lose, but just having the opportunity to be in there and talk to these guys immediately following the game and getting their, you know, their real deal feelings is awesome. You know, anyone who has the opportunity to do that, uh, they have to take advantage. If you don't take advantage of the opportunity to get inside the locker room, you're crazy. Because, again, that's just it's such a blessing to be able to talk to these guys uh, one-on-one. Like we heard earlier, Jerron Harmon talking about his family. You're not going to get that at the podium. You're just not, right? But you'll get that in a one-on-one conversation. Or if you know, like if he's on the show and we know that he's always looking for his family, we point that out, we'll get that. But normally you're not going to get that in a, in a podium-type setting. So you'll, you'll find out and you'll develop those really good relationships as well in the locker room where, okay, now this Devontae Adams is used to seeing Vinny in the locker room or used to seeing me in the locker room or someone else. And, you know, he might tell us something because he knows, hey, that's a cool cat or that's a dude who understands what I'm trying to say. Regardless, instead of just a bunch of uh, people that maybe they're not very familiar with. So just having that uh, ability to bring you the story and bring you the, the sounds from actual inside the locker room it goes a long way, and I really don't ever take that for granted. And, again, anyone who has the opportunity to do that, uh, they got to take advantage of that. If they don't, they're, they're cheating themselves, uh, and, and they're cheating their audience and listeners as well. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Tim in Texas. Welcome to the show. Hello. How y'all doing? We're blessed. Hmm. How are you, Tim? Okay. Um, I, uh, I was just going to have some pointers from the game yesterday. Okay. I really enjoyed the way he was calling it, just like he had called it against Kansas City. I think he got into a rhythm again. It was, but I know for every uh, every three or four good moves you make, there, there's one bad move. Now, I, what I didn't know was that I never understood the fact. I could understand when it came to Cleveland Farrell and uh, and Abram, but I never did understand why come they uh, they wouldn't give uh, Josh Jacobs his fifth year option. But what I didn't know, because I was going to ask that question uh, before your guest came on a little while ago. Uh, if they, if it was any way that they could still franchise, uh, uh, considering you know that they didn't do the uh, fifth year option, I didn't know that you could still franchise the player. Yeah, thank you, Tim, for the call. And yeah, they can, they could franchise them at the end of the year if they choose to. Uh, as we were talking about, it's about close to ten million dollars. I don't think that they would do that. 
you know, and, and I got to be careful with the way I word it. I don't think that they would do it, just my gut feeling, because they did exactly what you said, declined the fifth-year option. Uh, I just don't believe that they want to pay a running back that kind of money. But uh, when we talked to Michael Giannitti, he also said, I don't think that they thought Josh Jacobs was going to do what he's done so far. So he's proven his worth. The problem is, and this is, you know, it's not Josh Jacobs' fault. The problem is that running backs just aren't valued like they were. And, Damon, I think you asked a great question when you said, what is it going to take for a running back, any running back, not just Josh Jacobs, but any running back, to get that real deal Christian McCaffrey-type deal, that Todd Gurley-type money, again, because they're just not valuing the running back at that position anymore. Uh, I just it's, – it's tough, Damon. I mean, that's one of those things that – it's a tough call. Who's who's going to get that kind of bread when what you hear is, well, you can go get a running back in the fourth or fifth round. You can just get you can get a running back from anywhere. I mean, it's just it's almost like the disrespect of a running mm-hmm. back position. You could just get one anywhere. Like, not really, not a special one. And Q, something that I wanted to go back to because we mentioned like who the Raiders didn't expect Josh Jacobs to have this type of season. But I don't know if you remember one person that we did have on in the off season, Mike Clay. Because uh, we were talking about the over-unders for Raiders, you know, like yeah. those those stats. And it was Derek Carr. I was like, oh, oh Derek Carr's going to go over the, what, maybe 32 um, total that he had Derek Carr projected for touchdowns. He's like, I don't think so because I do think that this running game, and he mentioned that Josh Jacobs, you know, obviously the running back by committee, but yeah. Mike Clay is someone that I do want to give credit because people say, oh, people on this show don't talk about stuff. Th- that was someone in the summer that had projected Josh Jacobs would have a big part in this offense. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. There's Damon in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio bringing up a good point on, uh, you know, what Mike Clay had to say. And we have him as a guest uh, pretty regularly here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness. Allen in Vegas hit us up on the text line. Only running back the Patriots signed as a free agent was Corey Dillon. No other running back got a second contract in New England, I believe. Josh, get your money, fam. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. <laughs> so that's Allen in Vegas right there. And Again, you know, when we say what this regime will do or won't do or we, we think we'll do, or, all we're doing is going off of what we've seen, off the tendencies that we've seen from the people that are consistent and who they've been around. And, you know, there's a lot of things that this regime has done so far that is not New England-like. But, again, all you can really go off of is what you've seen so far and what we know, and that's part of bringing the information. We had a, a texter earlier talk about you guys say this, you guys say that, and they always do the opposite of you. Again, all we're going off of is the knowledge that we know, that we've seen so far. Let's go out to the Bay Area and talk to our guy, Dan. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. Thanks for the call, and uh, you guys do a great job. I'm driving, so hopefully I don't get dropped here. Disappointed yesterday, live in the Bay Area all my life. Raider fans, I've been 10, I'm 64. We could not get the game on local TV. It said CBS and... CBS decided to run a sailing show, and so then I went to my app, the one I'm calling you on, and it said not available in the, only available in local network area. Yeah, I've never had that happen. Meaning I've driven around the Bay Area and games before a week, two, three weeks. Get it on my put it on my app, get it in my car, and listen to the game when I can't see it. I don't know what happened yesterday. I felt like a redheaded stepchild. Meaning. <laughs> You know, like, hey, it's okay. Don't worry about us here in the Bay Area. You know, we only gave birth to you guys and, and right. loving you every every time. And then, you know, we don't. And then, again, I'm not a 40 Winer fan, so I have to watch something and I have to watch them. <laughs> and to top it off, I hate the Chiefs, but I hate right. the 49ers more, so I'm voting for the Chiefs. But what the heck happens? I don't, I don't get it. Right. 
Yeah, good call, my man. I appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, as far as the TV thing, I hate when they do that and they don't play the game uh, in, the, in, the, in the Bay. I saw a lot of people tweet about it with, sure, we'd love to watch this game, but can't see it in the Bay Area. That sucks. I hate it. I hate the way that the NFL and the TV networks, they, they reason things out and the, and the reasoning behind what they do. Uh, you know, that's, that's awful. I, I just I can't stand it. I always looked at it as like, hey, man, in the Bay, you got Niner fans and you got Raider fans, right? And I know there's other fans too. But, I mean, for the most part, it's Niner fans and Raider fans service the two fan bases. But that's always, it's always crazy to me on how many games you get college football-wise. You can get every college football game you want, basically, right? Teams that you ain't even heard of, all of a sudden you look up on your TV and there they are. But the NFL is just such a – they just do their own thing, and they have their such a small circle, and, you know, they make sure that they, they run it the way they do. As far as listening on the app, I believe, and I could be wrong, I'll definitely look into it, I believe that streaming it, you're only supposed to be able to stream it in a, in a, in a small area, which is the local area. You know, like I don't think that you're ever supposed to be able to stream it outside of the local area. Now, if you have, there's, I guess – many different reasons for that including maybe the streaming was just not turned off that day which is something that's not supposed to happen we used to have that happen to us all the time when i was in texas and all of a sudden we'd look up and the cowboy game would be on our streaming service and they'd be like uh that's not supposed to happen and technically that could be a big fine if the nfl were to find out about that it doesn't happen that often but it could but then there's also like geo fencing that they were that they were working on where I think that they were allowing it to be in a, a bigger, larger area, and I just don't know if that geofencing, it's, it's a bunch of technical stuff. I always tell you I'm not the smartest dude in the room, but it's a lot of that technical type stuff that, that goes into uh, the streaming. It's funny, one time uh, last year, my dad, he lives in Wyoming, he doesn't have uh, TV, so he basically goes through sports by the Internet and what he hears from me. And I remember last year during the playoffs he said, oh, yeah, um, that was a good game. I, I listened to it on the radio, and I said, oh, really? What radio station did you listen to it? He's like, yours. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said it was on ESPN Las Vegas, whatever playoff game it was. And I said, uh, yeah, our bad. I think we were supposed to turn the streaming off on that one. So that kind of alerted me to the fact that our streaming wasn't off uh, when it was supposed to be. So there's a lot of different things. <laughs> DeMond's like, enough said, Q, enough said. Abort, abort mission. Don't go there, Q. Don't go there. I don't need a fine. We get a fine, then there goes someone's paycheck. So, <laughs> yeah. But that was, I mean, that just, it happens. Right? It happens at times. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what the case may be. Uh, I'll definitely look into it, though, uh, Dan, and see if there's, there's anything to that. Maybe things could be a little bit different for the next game just in case it's not aired on television there in the Bay. Let's go back to the Raiders locker room, and let's uh, hear from DJ Turner. He's a guy that's finally able to return to action. He had, a little, he had some speed. He's got some wiggle, and he had a couple jet sweeps that I thought were really good and helpful, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, he's a weapon. If you use him a couple times, teams have to make sure that when they see him on the field, they know that he's a guy that will get the ball, not just be a threat out there. So here's DJ Turner in the Raiders locker room following the game. Just wanted to get your intake on today's game for you personally and what it meant to you getting the feet touches there and making some big plays. Um, I mean, it was big for me just to kind of get my feet back under me. You know, it's been a while since I played. And, I mean, this is like my first time getting like real action in a regular season game too. So and just to get used back used to the speed of the game and get out there and try to make the most of my opportunities, it was big. And getting this victory obviously at home, 
um, you're a big part of that. Uh, Coach McDaniels used you on some jet sweeps and so forth. Is that something that you did back in college, or is that something that you just kind of uh, are starting doing at the professional level? Um, that's, that's something I've done at every level. Uh, just being able to spread the defense out, it, it creates opportunities for the running game as well, like cutting in between the holes. So, I mean, I feel like that's a, a, a it should be a big part of our offense. I mean, I think it helped us out today a, a little bit. So, All right, thank you, man. Appreciate, you. Uh, appreciate you. Coming out of the the bye week, what was it? What was the message like at practice and just knowing what you guys have in front of you and know the opportunity that you guys have? Um, just take it one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? We win the game on Wednesday, win the game on Thursday, and then with your, with your preparation on Friday and Saturday, that that's kind of that was kind of the the, the the mentality going into this weekend. I mean, we came out and executed and played a, a well-balanced football game. Did you feel like you guys had a really good week of practice? Yeah, I, I feel like it was a good week of practice. It's always, it's never perfect, but right. we try our best to be perfect, and then that helps us come out and, and execute on it on Sunday. So, just, did it help with being coming off the bye week and also being at home and having your crowd backing you up? Uh, I mean, I, I think it always it always plays its part. Just um, having a home game, home home environment, and your family here and things like that. Like it's a little bit more comfortable. But I mean, even if it was a way, we would have tried to execute the same plan and go in with the same mentality. How did it feel once you got your hands on the ball and you had an opportunity to make some plays? It felt great. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was a little, was a little nervous at first. Yeah. But I mean, once you get that that first hit out the way, I mean, it was that first kickoff return for me. It, was, it just kind of goes away, and then it, it just go out there and, and have fun on those jet sweeps. Uh, you know, when the when you see all that green grass in front of you, what, what's going through your mind? Um, just. just Ball security first and foremost, yeah. and um, get as much as you can. And you know what I'm saying? Just, if, if, it, if one breaks, it breaks. But I, I try to just let the game come to me. I don't try to force big plays and just let them happen. And I know, of course, you want to make as many plays as possible. But what did it look like seeing Josh Jacobs do what he did from the running back position? It, it's crazy. Like he, he's a beast. Like he, he's he's definitely one of the best in the game right now. And he goes week in, week out, showing the whole world that. And and we got to keep feeding that man. He, no he, he brings a energy to the team that it helps us out every week. So. Well, congrats on the victory. I appreciate it. DJ Turner in the Raiders locker room following the game right there. We talked to Devontae Adams. We talked to Colton Miller. We talked to Hunter Renfro, DJ Turner, Jerron Harmon, and Josh Jacobs. And so far today, you've heard from Adams. You've heard from DJ. You heard from uh, Jerron. Uh, we haven't got to Hunter. We haven't got to Colton Miller. And you heard a little bit from Josh Jacobs. But we've got a little bit more, uh, but we'll get to at some point sooner rather than later. But uh, good stuff from DJ Turner. And, look, I remember I wasn't sure if he was going to even make the roster and I don't know if he was sure he was going to make the roster. I know he said he was nervous waiting around to find out if he made the 53. Then he went on IR. You know, he was injured. But that speed he has can be used as a weapon and really can open up things for everyone else because when he's out there on the field, you have to know that maybe a jet sweep's coming. Maybe they're going to try to uh, hit him with a, a wide receiver screen. Maybe they're going to try to, uh, you know, take him down, the, uh, make him go down the field deep or whatever the case may be. We saw him in the preseason against the Patriots take a crossing pattern and end up taking it to the house because he just has that speed where it's just something you can't teach. We all know that, right? I mean, we're all Raider fans. We all know what that means. Speed kills. Something that the Raiders have been talking about for years on top of years on top of years. So DJ Turner has a role. Uh, obviously, a, a punt return, kick returner as well. Uh, still waiting for somebody in that kick return and punt return game to break one for the Raiders. It's been a long time, but it had also been a long time since they had a defensive touchdown. Now, all of a sudden, in the span of, what, three or four weeks? They have a couple defensive touchdowns. They had the scoop and score from Amik Robertson. Now they have the, the pick six from Deron Harmon. So, again, I say it all the time. These things come in bunches, turnovers, sacks, scores defensively. They come in bunches. It had been a very long time since the Raiders had scored defensively. Now, all of a sudden, they've got a couple in the, in, in the span of a few weeks. So, these things could continue to happen.
couple quick texts I want to get to. Uh, Raider C said, yeah, the game was on in Sacramento market, but not in the San Francisco Bay Area market. And I have a buddy that lives in Sacramento. He said the game, which normally is broadcast on the radio up there, was not on the radio yesterday, but it was on CBS. Uh, again, that's from Raider C. So giving us a little clarity on the game right there. Uh, Vegas Pete hit us up and said, tell the guy in the Bay Area, uh, DofusSports.com, D-O-U-F-S, or D-O-F-U Sports.com. Also, were you part of the McDaniels cheerers? No. Thank you, Vegas Pete. No, uh, we were not. I actually was not even in the um, press conference with McDaniels. He actually meets with the media at the same time that the locker room is open. So, to me, the locker room is more valuable than talking to Josh McDaniels right after the game because we have the opportunity to talk to Josh McDaniels the following day like we got to earlier today. So, for me, I'm going to the locker room. And then if there's time to get back to the presser like we got back for Josh Jacobs' presser, I'll do that. But – my first goal each and every time I get the opportunity is go straight to the locker room because I think that talking to five or six players for two minutes, one minute, three minutes, four minutes, whatever the case may be, is more valuable to the radio show, to the podcast, to whatever the case may be. I think it, it's, it provides more than talking to head coach Josh McDaniels when we know we can also get that, that audio from the website and we're going to get it sent to us later as well. So unless I have something that is just dying that I have to ask him. I'm going to the locker room. But the cheerers were not media members. The cheerers were his family. He had a lot of family in town because his brother is on the Texans coaching staff. Of course, he's the head coach of the Raiders. So he had a ton of family in town. So that's who was cheering for him when uh, he took the podium. That was uh, not anyone in the the media. But, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, Let's see. Also... Mailman Raider Max got a, sent us a text. He's from the 925. I'm in the Bay Area, and I got the game. So uh, he got the game where most folks did not get the game. One more text from the 702, and then we'll take a quick break. When Lil John grabbed the mic, it was great, but he asked the crowd to get loud when our offense was at the line of scrimmage approaching the red zone. Our fan base continuing to fail at being quiet for the offense is still confusing to me. Uh, thank you for that text. And I'll tell you, I thought that he was about to go all the way concert mode. Right, I didn't realize how quickly they were about to come back, and I don't think Sibley did either realize how quickly they were about to come back from uh, the little quick timeout that they had. But, uh, yeah, all of a sudden he grabbed the mic, and it looked like he was about to go all the way hype man on them and, and get the crowd super fired up. And, yeah, that's the thing about it, man. Like you mentioned, when the Raiders are on offense, you don't want to be super loud, especially when they're getting near the red zone on a big critical play. Yeah, you want to be excited, but you want to wait for the excitement after they – actually uh, execute the play and, and get the first down or the touchdown, whatever the case may be. You don't want to be super loud when they're on offense. You want to be super loud when they're on defense. You know, when it's a third and four or a fourth and one, third and one, whatever the case is, that's when you want to get fired up and loud. And I'll tell you, I credited Raider Nation for the, for the loud sound that they gave defensively on late in the game on fourth and one, right? They, there was a big roar, and the Texans ended up with a false start. And they end up having to punt the ball to the Raiders, whereas opposed they were going to go for it on fourth and one. And I'll tell you right now, the way they were running with Damian Pierce, I was not doubting that they were going to pick up that first down at all. So I, I got to give Raider Nation a lot of credit for that. Uh, also, one more quick text, and then we'll take a break. I promised the monster Whiskey Ray said, Q&D, happy victory Monday as I'm leaving Lake Tahoe after a great wedding weekend. Man, let me pause real quick. Sir Whiskey Ray is always doing something. Sir Whiskey Ray is either at a wedding or a bachelor party or some kind of party. Sir Whiskey Ray is living his best life. I met him at the M Resort. My man is always out doing something fun. He's at bachelor parties. He's having a great time in Vegas. He's in Reno at a wedding. I mean, man, oh, man. Sir Whiskey Ray is like, what was that movie? I don't watch a lot of movies, but what was that movie where dudes were uh, going to all these weddings and 
Uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh, they, thank you. Wedding Crashers. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's who Sir Whiskey Ray is. I think he just crashes weddings. I think he's got like 55 outfits in the closet, and he's like, well, where are we going this weekend? Oh, Tahoe? Let's go. You know, like that's the – he's living the best life, man. He, Man, oh, man. I was a dude at, the, at, at one point in my life where I didn't want to go to too many weddings because I thought people were going to start asking me questions like, when's it going to be yours, right? So me, me and the wife, we went to a few before we were – husband and wife before we you know and i remember my mom asking like man you guys sure do go to a lot of weddings you thinking about anything i was like yeah actually i am <laughs> right so i was like yeah, funny that you said that so i tried to avoid weddings at all costs but sir whiskey ray man he's he's on his a game he's like man if there's a wedding i'm at it you know i don't know what's going down but i'm at the wedding no doubt about it so back to his text he said he was leaving uh, tahoe after a great wedding weekend yesterday's raiders win topped it off as i mentioned last week it's one game at a time Josh Jacobs continues to play on a savage level here uh, as of late. Shout out to the defense, especially that pick six has sealed the deal. Got a run here as I got a long ride home to the Bay. However, let's enjoy this win. Victories never get old. They get contagious. That's Raider. Uh, that's, uh, and then he says, Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. 445 is the time. We're going to come back, close out the show live from the Oyos. Raider Nation Radio, 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just got a few minutes left in today's show on this Monday. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino for Monday Night Football. Going to have the Patriots and the Bears on the big screens in just a little while. My man Damon Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio has told me do not derail this next segment. We got a couple different locker room sounds that we want to get into before the show's over. So I'm going to follow directions. It's very difficult for me to do, but I'm going to do because Damon said so. So let's go ahead and go back to the Raiders locker room and let's hear from Hunter Renfro. You know, the wide receiver was a guy that was questionable going into the game on Sunday, but he was there and he made his presence felt. So here he is in the locker room following the game. This week going through it and getting ready to play, how was it? It was good. It was good. I mean, that's, you know, we had a good week of preparation. We felt like we did come off the bye week. Um, and then when we take care of the ball like we did today, that's, you know, that's the results we get. So uh, I think a lot of people are starting to buy in, and um, it's good. How good it feel to close a game that way? Yeah. To really, you know, finish it off? Yeah. I mean, because we, I mean, we haven't had very many double-digit victories around here the last couple of years. Um, you know, a lot in the past, um, you know, this might happen, that might happen, and might end up in overtime. And so it was good, um, you know, to learn from earlier in the year and just keep getting better, better, and better, and uh, finish it how we wanted to. Did it, did it feel a little disjointed early? I mean, coming off a bye, and, you know, it was a weird kind of um, Maybe. I mean, we went down and put points on the board first drive. Second drive, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Um, and then, you know, we were kind of here and there, and then Mac had a big catch and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Lit the spark, um, and then from there, I feel like we had a lot of energy and a lot of momentum, and just just fed off one another. Did you guys kind of feel during the week that you were going to have an opportunity to run the ball, and then it was going to open everything else up if Josh got off? Yeah, I mean, Josh has been running it really well, and the offensive line is doing a great job of blocking. Um, and so, you know, that's something we had done well, and so um, just continuing that, uh, I think they did a really good job, and you know, Josh is running. Like a monster right now. Did you feel it? Did you feel like that ball took forever to get there when you were wide open late in the game? Yeah, no, yeah, I should have definitely uh, kept my feet, but uh, well, Derek will give me a hard time about that. 
to the note of Josh, you know, running him, how much did that kind of getting them out of that two, uh, two shell kind of open things up for you guys? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can run the ball, it helps. You know, it helps on the back end, help, you know, throw the football. And so uh, Josh was running really well, and it opened up some things, and coach did a good job of, you know, calling some plays. So, uh, yeah, you said, it, you said it best. Get them out of that shell and worked out. How many, uh, how many more catches like that does Mac need before you stop wearing shoes? <laughs> I know. I'm about to walk around New York. <laughs> I stopped wearing socks. Free to feet, man. I'm, I'm starting to. Free to feet. Free to feet. Stop playing. Do it, man. All right, chill out. I'm going to do what God did. You do what God did, man. All right, chill out. Free to feet. <laughs> so there you go. You hear Hunter Renfro at the end telling Mac Hollins to chill out. Devontae Adams threw in a little funny one when he heard uh, Mac Hollins talking about his feet, and he said, Mac Hollins has a foot fetish, which is actually what you heard later on. You heard or earlier today, you heard Mac Hollins talking about Devontae Adams. They were just kind of going back and forth, but uh, you heard Hunter Renfro was like, hold on, man. When he, once, once you heard Mac start talking about he's going to do what God did, he's like, all right, you chill out. You chill out. You, you're doing too much right there uh, with that. But, uh, yeah, Mac Hollins is a dude that does not walk around with shoes on unless he has to, which is basically – on the football field. Wanted to give you one quick update across the NFL. Uh, the trade deadline is November 1st. We talked about uh, there could be some guys that are potentially traded that are in the game tonight between the Patriots and the Bears, particularly from the Bears side of things. Uh, the Jets, they're trading a sixth-round pick that could become a fifth-round pick to Jacksonville for running back James Robinson as it found out that uh, rookie Brees Hall, the stud rookie uh, out of Iowa State, is out for the season with a torn ACL. So there's a trade right there. Uh, running back James Robinson is headed to the Jets for a uh, six-round pick that could become a fifth-round pick. Just wanted to update you on that. Again, the trade deadline is November 1st. One more sound from the Raiders locker room before we get up out of here, and that's from the left tackle, Colton Miller, having a lot of fun blocking for Josh Jacobs, even putting his hands up and celebrating a touchdown before he gets in the end zone. Here's Colton Miller after the game. He's just been consistent with his energy each week. Um, his vision is awesome. The, the way he... The way he plays the game is, man, it's, it's next level. We try to, you know, make some little holes and some good double teams, and he just extends and takes it to that, that next level. And uh, he made that, what, he made history? Yeah. yeah. That's huge, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. And how, how much pride do you guys take in that? Oh, we a lot. I mean, we we uh, we try to press in each week just because we know the backs we have and, and what can really happen and how that changes the outcome of the game. So we just try to press him that each week. It looked like on his, his first touchdown, you made a touchdown signal without before he made it in. What, what kind of confidence did he have in him? Because <laughs> I see, I, I see, I heard the footsteps, and and uh, uh, man, I was just, I was running, I was running, running, running. I glanced back. I was like, oh yeah, he's in, he's in. <laughs> I was so, I was so pumped. And then uh, shoot, we just kept going again and again. And uh, man, Duran got that uh, that pick six. Whew. Awesome, awesome feeling. How you much did you guys need that? You just gave a big sigh of relief. How much did you need that? No, we, we, we were up, uh, what, 10, uh, 11, and then um, that really put the dagger in them. I feel, well, I mean, we got that touchdown. Right. And, uh, man, I, running the ball takes the life out of them, for sure. You can feel it definitely in the fourth quarter. It's happened for a number of games now. So we hope to keep keep pressing into it and, uh, and keep growing. How, how important is it to learn how to close a game that way, to be ahead and just put your foot on that throat? And oh, that's the best feeling as an old lineman. You know, not have to rely to pass it to, to be able to impose your will and, and really make those yards happen. And for Josh to go cut and do what he does, best feeling in the world. I was talking to Dylan, and he was saying that, you know, this is two games in a row now that you guys, he's lined up next to you and he's starting to feel like the connection, you guys working together and more settled in. Are you feeling that? 
for sure, and that's something you have to you know build over time, and, and we're we're learning more from each other, and and um, we hope to keep it up, and and you know he may he'll probably be there for a while. So um, yeah, he, he he's growing a lot as a young player, as a first year player. Um, you know he's they'll talk, and that's the biggest thing is communication, especially with all these stunts. Um, he's been really like been coming in as a veteran, uh, you know, mentality as a rookie. So that's been that's been huge. After you gave that signal, did you check back to make sure, like, oh, you did get in, right? No, I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew for sure. Because that that was <laughs> DC. Love you, man. Thanks, man. Coach always talks about practice, and you got to have a good week of practice. How'd you feel this past week went? Good. Um, I know we came off the bye week, but Wednesday really hit the really hit the ground running. Um, I didn't feel like a lack of um, you know presence or like energy drop. We just we. We rolled and we kind of carried on the next day and the next day and, and we sweep, sweep some stuff up and we felt, felt real good going this week. You guys are going to have two games now on the road back to back. Was it good to come off the bye and be at home? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't know our plans these next next couple weeks because, you know, if we're flying back and right. forth or, you know, if we're staying. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Get that first one under your belt. Oh, yeah, for sure. There you go. Colton Miller, left tackle for the Raiders, uh, talking following the game. You heard D.C., Derek Carr walk by. Love you, Colton. You know, hey, it's always good when you're winning. Everyone feels good when you're winning, right? And so that's how it was in the Raiders locker room. But uh, good stuff right there. Uh, love to bring you sounds from the locker room. And I do think something to pay attention to. I think Dylan Parham sitting there working, playing right next to Colton Miller is going to be what you see moving forward. I think they've developed something. I actually asked head coach Joshua Daniels about that earlier today. I know we don't have time for that. That's fine. We'll get to it on tomorrow's show. We'll get to all Joshua Daniels sound. I do believe the Raiders are going to stay back east. I think they're going to go to New Orleans. Then they're going to take off and go to Jacksonville and never return until they come back after the Jacksonville game, obviously, and play the Colts. Uh, the one note about that is interesting. Jaguars are playing Denver this week in London. So the Raiders are going to be playing Jacksonville after they come back from London. You want to talk about a team that's going to be a little disjointed? Just saying, one game at a time. 4.57 is the time. We're out of here at the Oyo Underground Lounge. Come on by. We're here for Monday Night Football, Red Nation Radio 920.